Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is entitled Homecoming, and it was written by Thomas McKeon, who is also our game master. This is episode three, and Jeff Wilkins will be giving the recap. So, without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Jeff? All right. What have I gotten myself into? That thought keeps bouncing around inside of my head for the last day or so. Just a few days ago, my good buddy William and I were upstate, we're in upstate Maine, looking in, an, in on an old cabin in the woods. Hmm, that sounds like a good title for our book. I should tell William that. Anyway, we no sooner got to the cabin when we got a strange phone call asking if I could meet up with the old gang in New York City of all places. I asked if William wanted to join in and he agreed. I hope I don't regret asking him as it could be dangerous. Were it not for the dangling carrot of promised money to get paid to me and the others, I think it would have turned out, I think I would have turned around and went right back home. The times are tough and any extra money right now would be a good thing. When you find yourself in the same room with three detectives and one dead body, Arthur Tucker, that's an adventure right there. We're in some fancy hotel room at the Bellevue, and we've made some gruesome discovery of a man who appears to have been brutally killed with an ice pick. We really put our faith in this new detective named Marcus Finley. He tells us to leave, and he'll report the suicide to the police. He's already made up his mind it's a suicide, and that scares me. I have to be careful not to put my future career as a lawyer in jeopardy if we're going to keep bending the law like this. Finley asks us all to go to another hotel, and he'll call the next day to set up an appointment with his client, which we agree to. What a dump. I've seen dirty dorm rooms before, but this place is just nasty. It's clear these rooms are rarely used for more than an hour at a time. How did Finley's client put Arthur up in a penthouse room, and yet this one is the complete opposite? I hope we get paid. My guess is that this is coming right out of Finley's pocket and not his client. All six of us are forced to spend the night in a single room. As we, as we pull up to the rundown hotel, William catches a glimpse of a car across the street. It seems out of place. The auto store has long since closed at this late hour. But upon looking again, the car is gone. Hawk wakes us in the early morning by screaming from a dream he had. We're all up now. Fowler heads back to the apartment. Why did he stay with us in this crowded one room if he's got an apartment nearby him? We spend the day just doing a bit of sightseeing to pass the time until 6.30 when we're supposed to be contacted by Finley or this mysterious client of his. Finley calls and gives us Hawk an address, 63rd or 63rd, 71st Street in Queens, and tells us to come over now. It occurs to us that that's the same address on Arthur Tucker's ID card. It's the address of Timothy Tucker, his brother. Timothy was Arthur's emergency contact. We head over to the house and meet two women, Samantha Tucker and Bethany Tucker. Bethany is Arthur's sister, and Samantha is Timothy's wife, and she's pregnant. Bethany proceeds to tell us a story about two weeks ago, March 18th, Timothy disappeared. He's an architect from City Hall. Arthur said he was having, bad, he was having dreams about Timothy, and he noticed some men in suits watching the house. Bethany thinks they're following the family. Arthur heard about us from Dexter's radio show, so he reached out to us to try and have us help him find his brother. That's when Bethany drops a bombshell on us. 
She wants to hire us all to find her missing brother, Timothy. And get this, she's willing to pay us $25 per day each with a lump sum of $200 at the end when we find him. That's a lot of money. That would solve a lot of my financial problems. While I'm hesitant, I hope this is a chance of a lifetime. Okay, so we last left off at about eight o'clock um, inside of the Tucker's home's living room. Um, Bethany helped Samantha stand up um, and they would begin walking out of the room. Um, Samantha, she stops and she turns to the players and she says, um, thank you, all of you. Um, and you can see that she's, she's tired, exhausted. She's been probably been crying for the past two weeks. Um, but she kind of livens up when she says, I'll make dinner for everyone. Um, I know that uh, Mr. Hawk and Mr. Uh, and she kind of uh, looks at Felix and, and doesn't re really remember his name. Um, she's kind of waiting for him to say it out loud so they can all kind of get everyone's name in their heads. Um, and she says, well, I know that you all wanted to um, look around the house, so I'll make some food. Is Chicken Alfredo all right? And she kind of just looks for any discontent among the players. No, that would actually be pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. And she smiles, um, and the two walk out. Uh, Finley, he kind of pushes himself off of the, the door frame. He says, well, I'm going out for a smoke if uh, any of you want to partake. And he pulls out a uh, uh, a pack of cigarettes and walks to the front door and he kind of holds it open for anyone who wants to join him. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to follow him out. All right. Anyone else? My intention was to go up to the bedroom and take a look around. Okay. So I think I'm going to do that. Um, sure. So there are plenty of rooms to look in in this house. Um, and if I can oh, go ahead, uh, go ahead, Thompson. Uh, I was going to actually go with, um, with Hawk, okay. help him, help him out. Um, so when we get upstairs, um, I guess he can check one room. I can check another room. That way we can yeah. do things that way. I will also, how many rooms are upstairs? Can I there three rooms? So let me give you kind of an idea of the layout of the house. Oh, sorry, hang on. At the end of last um, episode, I think I was just about to open the door to his study, wasn't I? Yes, yeah. yeah, so you wanted to go out to the study. Yes. Right. Okay, sorry. I went um, let me give you the layout of the house really quick. So you guys are currently in the living room, which is adjacent to the foyer. Uh, the study connects to the living room. The doors are closed. They're double doors, glass. There's like a curtain kind of there, so you can't see inside. Um, there is a hallway in, that connects to the foyer. It leads to a bathroom, like a guest bathroom downstairs. It's just a sink um, and a toilet. And there's a, uh, a closet underneath the stairway that leads up to the second floor. On the second floor, there are two bedrooms, uh, the master, which has a connecting bathroom, and a guest room, which the bathroom is just outside. There's also a hallway closet um, in between the two rooms. Uh, on the first floor as well, you have the dining room, which is adjacent to the kitchen. The kitchen leads out to the backyard. Okay, pretty simple house. It's relatively small. It's relatively quaint and homey. Um, but like I said, it, it's small. Um, and you guys kind of get, gather the idea just by looking around that having a pregnant woman, the type of personality like Bethany, 
And also, Arthur may be a little crowded. Well, they didn't all live here, though. So No. Um, but they have been, but it, 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 you can kind of assume that this has been the place Beth, Bethany is in one room, and then uh, Timothy and uh, Samantha are in the other room, right? Yes. Um, and just to reiterate, um, Arthur is from Georgia. Right. Bethany is from Boston. She took, they both took the train from north and south and came to New York to help find Timothy. Okay, so it's actually kind of, kind of a cozy little place. If they had a baby, then they'd have a room for the baby. Yes, yes. So, there's, so you can see that, the, that careful time and planning went into this, but that's all kind of gone out the window um, with Timothy disappearing. Um, okay, so let's get an idea of where everyone wants to go. Hawk, Thompson, and Fowler want to go upstairs. Epstein well, wants... Oh, go ahead. You know what? Since you go upstairs, I will follow Felix into the study. Uh, okay. All right. I think William would want to go there too with his interest in books and library and all that kind of thing. So. All right. And that leaves you, Tommy. You said Samantha's going to make dinner? Yes. Okay. Samantha, at this point, they've entered into the dining room. Bethany has kind of helped um, the wobbling Samantha into the kitchen where she will be cooking. Um, Felix is kind of holding the door waiting for someone to come out, but in a few seconds, he's just going to shrug and close the door behind him and just smoke out on the deck. I'm actually going to get up and uh, offer to help the women in the kitchen. Okay. So we will have Tommy in the kitchen. Okay. So let's start with uh, the most people. So let's start with the study. All right. So who is taking lead right now? I kind of ask. Who, who opens the door? Well, I, th I thought Felix was heading first, but I'm, I'm happy to, oh, yeah. I'm happy to. I'll just my kid gloves to, to open it, I think, at the end of Yeah, that's right. Okay. So, Felix, you push open the doors. Immediately, you're hit by the, the, the stench of cigar smoke. Um, this is clearly where he spent most of his time, and this is probably where he did all of his vices. Um, so it's, cigar smoke. Yeah. So it, and it's also probably, like, very cheap cigars, like five-cent cigars that he probably got at the uh, grocer down the street. Um, so it doesn't smell particularly good in here. Um, okay. So, ba -ba 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 -ba. so to the left are rows of bookshelves. Okay. Um, they're filled with hardcover books. Um, there's a small desk. Um, and then there's a small like sitting area, probably where he did his drinking or uh, his smoking when, you know, he was alone. Um, it's pretty small. There's also a window that looks out into the backyard and you can see that the backyard is lush. Um, even though it's like, it's, it, it, you're just pulling out a spring. There's like two maple trees in the back, flower garden, um, with like forget me not flowers so they haven't died. So it's very beautiful and very lush and someone has been taking care of it. Um, what would you guys like to do? It's a very We're, tasteful house, isn't it? Um, I think I'd like to um, begin by uh, 
um, subtly rifling through, if one can subtly rifle, subtly rifling through the desk, I think. Okay, so you're going to go over to the desk. What about William and Fowler? Um, is there any, like, books around, like, the table or anything like that? Um, just on, like, a cursory, cursory glance, there's, there's books on the desk. Um, the desk is relatively clean. Timothy was obviously a very well-organized person. Um, but they're mainly books about architecture or art. Um, you can also see as you're kind of looking over the desk, Fowler, um, nothing, like I said, nothing too intense. But you see that like there are um, cardboard rolls with tags on them. Um, they're probably schematics. He was an architect. So there's probably like wax paper in them and he probably did architectural uh, sketches on them. Um, and there's about, I think like six or seven. Um, so what about you, William? What are you, what are you doing? Uh, are there books on the shelves, on the walls, and do they te- are they kind of academic and architecture and things like that? Um, yeah, I mean, when just glancing over it, um, there's architecture books, yeah. There's, a, there's tons of uh, books. You can see like Jude the Obscure. You can see, uh, you, you know, you see uh, uh, mythology books. There's, there's books there. He was very varied um, in what he read. So, mainly art. So William wants to kind of gravitate towards maybe the things that are saying something about um, Timothy's personal interest. I remember um, one of the women said that he, he was uh, wanted to be an artist. That's what he really wanted to do. So yeah. I'm kind of I'm browsing through the mythology and the art books and things to see if I can pick up anything about what he's interested in. Sure. Go ahead and give me a library use roll. Pass. Okay. So let me just pull this up because I'm okay. So um, you're looking through the books as uh, Felix moves over to the desk and Fowler's kind of just like in the middle, kind of looking around. Um, And what you find is a book whose spine doesn't have English lettering. It's like a green book, very old, with um, gold trimming and its symbols. Um, It looks like Arabic. Okay, well, I don't know any Arabic. Um, So as I open a book, flick through it, is there anything any notations in English or even Latin? I know some Latin. Is there anything that I can pick up? Um, well, when you first open the book, the very first thing you see is on the inside cover, there's a handwritten note. Um, it is in Arabic. Let me actually, I want to pull it up for you. Very short and very sweet. You can't read and it. it and it's, hand, it's handwritten, yeah. It's handwritten, very old, very dry ink. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. If I can, if I can, um, kind of read anything else, I'll maybe hold on to it and ask one of the ladies about it. Sure. Um, yeah. Then, in flipping through the pages, you see that inside the uh, printed lettering is Arabic. However, someone has meticulously translated to English beneath 
the words. So with the double spacing in, 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 in between the lines, there is English translations. And uh, you're just casually kind of flipping through it. And you find a excerpt towards the back that kind of sticks out with you. You were listening to, uh, to Hawk's conversation, uh, Hawk and uh, Thompson's conversation last night or this morning. Sure. So I'm going to send you something, okay? Okay, yep. All right, and you can decide whether or not you want to read it aloud for everyone, but... Uh, Okay, but there you go. Okay, I've sent it to your email. You will see it in your email and you can decide whether or not you're going to read it aloud for Felix and, uh, and Fowler. But while you're looking through that and, get, and getting it, let's move on to Felix who has gone over to the desk. Um, so yeah, there's nothing really, um, of any importance in the desk, except for a checkbook, Felix. Why would he um, have left that? Well, I'll have a look at the, um, the most recent stub. The most recent stub, for the last check he's written, uh, it's written out for $300, which is nearly 5,000. To a W. Darby. It was written on March 17th. $300, did you say? Yes, which is in today's terms nearly 5000 Sorry, you said W. Darby? W. Darby. Okay, thanks. March the 17th. Uh, lots of money. There's no indication on it of, of what it was for. Nope. No memo. No nothing. Nothing in the stub. Um, oh, the stub before that. Is that of any interest? Not really. It, it, it's a rather small thing. Um, and there is an actual memo. It says groceries. So it's rather small. Um, he was very meticulous apparently in his accounting. Um, speaking of accounting, do you? Felix, because you found it. Have accounting or law? Uh, well, only in base. Only at base. That won't do. Um, you can bring it to the other characters if you want, um, but you have it in your possession. Um, so, William, you, you, you. Oh, go ahead, uh, Fowler. I cannot hear. No, no, oh, yeah. I was just trying to say to Felix, hey, over here, I am. Oh, okay. Um, before I get go to Fowler, though, um, William, do you want to read aloud? Yeah, um, and I'd, uh, also just while the guys were doing stuff there, did an occult roll and passed, if that gives us any other help um, in terms of my own background. So sure. I just say... Uh, Gentlemen, there's a really there's a really strange little book here in Arabic that looks like it's been well. It's a very old one. It looks like it's been well read, but it looks like I suspect from the handwriting it's probably Timothy Tucker, um, and he's translated some of it 
it's very kind of occult in nature. Let me, let me just give you a little snippet. Beyond the gates of your great kingdom, far past the greenish waves of the Serenian are the drifting thoughts of man and gods, the mind of the soul, always rising and lifting like the waves of the Nile dwells here when Tutu and Bast see fit. Like a guiding hand among the stars, Bast may bring forth visions constructed by Tutu in the black abyss of dream. Rarest are these my curious friends. And then it goes on to talk about commoner dreams from the darkest of place, a warning or trick beckoning forth those who enact great evils. I'm remembering, I just kind of, as I'm reading that, I'm remembering um, that Arthur was so troubled by dreams about his brother. Um, Fear what's to come from dreams, seest I, for rarely are their blessings in prophecy. Consider many to be messages from the forgotten or calls from the darkness reaching towards mankind with ill intent. Consider my words like honey, O priests. Do not look to the stars, to your dreams, or, or even to the bones when the world trembles and you fear death. Look to yourselves, for even now there are gods unlike I, such as the twisting form of the beast set. He who hides among the among men that care little for your world and people. Ponder your dreams carefully, O priests, for they are gifts from gods or warnings from the damned. In the end, all these things will reveal themselves in time. William's absolutely fascinated by by that and, and the fact that we had that conversation uh, last night or in the early hours um, about dreams. So um can uh do, do you show the actual text to anybody else uh i, I ask the guys did, did, does anybody know any arabic or do we know anybody that knows languages in in our group uh no i i come i come closer to you when you're you know as soon as you're speaking i said no but I can probably find somebody that can probably translate your little note if that can help. I well, what, what about um, Thompson? He's a he's an egghead. Yeah, he but maybe knows someone. The professor. That makes sense. Oh well, well, I mean, he's an archaeologist. He's bound to know yeah, someone who speaks prob Arabic. Probably. No. Uh, Felix. Do you look at the text? Oh, I glance at it. William said that the handwriting is probably of Timothy Tucker. You have his checkbook. The handwriting is different. I'm going to point that out. Look, hang on a minute. Look, I've, I've this checkbook here. That's that's not him. Look, mm. look at this. The the writing's the writing's different. I just thought it was quite quite Arthur? neat. So. Yeah, it could be. Remember, Arthur was a guy that was having the frightening dreams. Well, you also saw Arthur, Arthur's handwriting, and that doesn't match either. Oh. Weird. Um, Somebody else. This. Yeah, weird. We need, we need to ask. We need to ask the professor because if if he knows Egyptology, um, which I'm not very knowledgeable on is set or bast is that a woman do you remember arthur was yeah. going on about she she uh 
the the woman with the, the black the drawings with the black body and the red eyes. Could that be Bassett? Well, I know, I know, I know. Bast is a is a is a cat because I've I've used some Egyptian symbology in my uh, my act. I think I think I'll need to show it to the professor. You know yeah, what? I, think I go out and I more than me. I go oh. out of the study and I'm like, "Hey, Henry Thompson, you should come down here. This is very really important. You should come down here. It's really important." So uh, you hear that, but. Fowler, uh, as you're turning back, um, you see that right before the door, because you turned around, so you're now seeing the wall that's, uh, that's blocking the, the, the study to the living room, and you see a picture of, um, it's a beautiful landscape oil painting, um, and it appears to be uh, of an orchard with uh, African-American workers picking fruit from trees and putting them into baskets. Um, you, because you saw the checkbook and you saw his signature, um, you see in the bottom right-hand corner is a signature. It's Timothy's. Um, can you give me a spot hidden, Fowler? Yes, I can give you a spot hidden. And I pass. The picture is sticking out from the wall. The canvas is actually like distended out from the wall. Okay. Um, then you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take, I'm gonna basically as carefully as I can, I'm gonna pick, uh, how heavy is this uh, painting? It's not heavy at all. It's just canvas. Okay, I will pick it, I'll pick it up or I'll take it off its uh, hinges or or whatever. Yeah, you take it off the hook. A hook, and I will say, hey, I think I thought I've seen something here. So yeah, uh, William and Felix, you literally just watched Fowler pull up this, uh, this painting off the wall, and behind the wall is a safe. It's been inserted into the, the wall. Dr. Thompson, um, you did hear Fowler, call you. Do you want to actually act and come downstairs, or do you want to just focus on upstairs? Well, we haven't done upstairs yet, so this will happen after we had done. Yeah. Right. Right. So, I mean, I, I guess we could um, sort of backtrack a bit and let us do what we were doing upstairs, and then I'll sure, go we can do down. Cops. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the cops have, have come. The, the, you, you found that you found the secret safe. All the cops are just swarming the place now. Um, yeah, no, we could definitely do that now. Um, okay. So let's go to the upstairs. All right. So you two walk upstairs. You see directly up the stairs, Hawk and Thompson, um, mm -hmm. is the bathroom. The door is open. Um, directly to your right is uh, a bedroom. Down the hall a little ways. Uh, is the another bedroom, uh, and then there's of course the the hallway closet. Where would you like to go, Thompson? Let's start with Thompson first. Well, actually, you could start with Hawk because whatever Hawk, yeah, wherever Hawk was going, I was gonna. Okay, so Hawk, it's 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 you, my man. Well, I tend to turn to the right, so when I get to the top of the stairs, I turn to the right and I head to that bedroom first. Okay. 
And what I'll so, do is I'll sort of glance in and, and assess whether this is uh, uh, whether this is the couple's bedroom or where uh, uh, Bethany is staying. Okay, so you kind of glance in. The door is slightly cracked. Um, inside is what appears to be an unfinished nursery. Uh, the, the, the walls are being painted, like hand-painted into beautiful like landscapes. Um, it's dirty, however. You can see that there's still tarps on the ground and there's paint buckets that are closed, but you can see the dried paint on them. Um, there are tins off to the side. Um, you also see that there is suitcases um, off in one corner and then uh, the mattress, uh, which is pressed up against the western wall. Okay. okay. So this is clearly a guest bedroom. Yeah, wrong bedroom. So I turn around. I, I, now Thompson's behind me. Now he's in front of me. I say, that's the bedroom we want. Before you do that, I would like you to do a power roll. Both of us? Just Hawk. Oh, one. Okay. You're fine. This is while well, he's reading that thing downstairs, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> You're all good. All right. So now Thompson is walking ahead of me towards the bedroom. Yes. All right. So, Thompson, you are going to enter into the master bedroom, uh, passing by the, the bathroom and the hallway closet. Okay. So... Um, do you want to just kind of, the door is slightly ajar. Do you want to glance inside or do you want to actually enter? Oh, I'll enter. I mean, we, we have permission to be up here. So yeah, I'll enter. Okay. Um, so it's really quite cozy. Uh, there's a king size bed, two nightstands. Um, there's a, there's a, it's hardwood floor, Turkish rug on the, uh, on the floor. Um, the door to the bathroom is closed. Um, there's also what appears to be a small uh, closet. And then um, in the uh, corner of the room, uh, just beside the window that overlooks the street, you see an easel with a painting that's uh, unfinished. And then a stack of paintings that are kind of just like pushed up against the wall. They're clearly sitting there to dry, because... Um, Was oil, is it oil paint? I'll, I'll look at them. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're oil paintings. Um, with, I don't know with if oil, they would have invented acrylic yet, so. Yeah, with oil okay. paintings, uh, it, Tom can it probably. Takes, well, I know, I know. I mean, I've done oil painting. Okay. Some of them are quite so. the talented artists, haven't? Aren't they? Yes, and it's it's very very uh, intense, very I, deep. They must be I, doing the the nursery. Yeah, I'll I'll um, I'll walk up and and touch the painting to see um, how dry it is. To try to um, ask how long <laughs> how long ago it's been painted. Because I know it takes about a good month for it to dry. It could take a year. Yeah, it could take a year. Well, uh, to complete it's, it's, but um, it's still wet. I mean, it, it's unfinished. It's still. I mean, wet. like, is it? I mean, as I mean, does it feel like it? It was painted recently, or like within the last few weeks, or has it? Oh been, yeah, yeah. Okay. You, can, you can kind of gauge that. Okay. Um, all right. Uh. Tom, as you're walking into the room, um, 
you can see that on one of the nightstands to the to the right of the bed, um, you see that uh, that there is a a, a novel um, with uh, it's it, the cover is very gray and it's it's a very minimalistic facial feature uh, and the title is We and the the name of the author author is uh, Zama uh, Zamayatin. Um, Venji Zamayatin. I am probably butchering that name. It is why, Russian. Why don't you write it in the in the the chat so that? Of course, just, I can do you that. Kind of jumped a little bit there, and sure. Um, let I'm me. Also, I'm also it. going to say to Henry, uh, Henry, I'm going to take this uh, nightstand. You want to take the other one on the other side? Yeah, we're, we're, we're like searching that way, more or less. If, if so he I, takes side, I'll I'll take another. Okay, so you're so you're leaving uh, the, the the paintings. Uh, you're, you're, did you well, look through the stack or? Well, I'll, well, I'll, I'll um, I mean, if I'm on that side of the room, I will. He's um, already doing that, so he can keep doing that. Yeah, yeah. I have just sent you over um, the name of the author. Uh, it is called the book is called We by a Russian name that I can't pronounce. Yevgeny. Yevgeny uh, Zamyatin. Zamyatin. Right. All right. Um, so yeah, uh, and, and you know, it's just a, it's a science fiction novel. You know, uh, you, you you pick it up and it's it's in English, um, despite the Russian author. Um, but uh, Thompson, so so you're you're looking at the paintings. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So. Yeah. Was it we or weed? We. As in we, as in you, I, okay. Mick, everybody, we. Okay. Um, Thompson, as you're looking through the stack, the most recent finished painting kind of stands out to you. Uh, how, how so? It's just, there's something about it. The level of detail um, is pretty, it, it, the other paintings, um, seem like they were kind of like a casual, like, I'm going to paint something this week. This one seems like a lot of time work went into it. It's of a house on a hill. Um, it's surrounded by a very dense forest. The, the, the house is enormous. It's a, it's a mansion. Um, colonial style, slightly aged. Okay, I will take a little time to um, examine this painting um, a bit more closely. I'll, I'll look for um, hidden details, more or less. Um, yeah, it just, it looks, um, you're looking through, uh, through the painting, very, very detailed. And you both are, are kind of off in your own, own thing. Um, and you hear uh, a voice say, um, Timothy really knew how to capture a moment on the canvas. It's Bethany. She's standing in the doorway, kind of looking at you, Thompson. So Timothy was the uh, the artist. He's quite quite good. Uh, she smiles and says, "He is very good." Who's the science fiction fan? Uh, she then uh, shrugs and says, "I assume uh, I assume Samantha." Um, she kind of walks over to the painting and kind of plucks it up. It's, um, 
it's that that one is relatively dry. Um, and she kind of plucks it up and, and holds it out and says, uh, such a dank place. Uh, and she turns to the two of you and says, this is where we grew up. And she kind of sets it uh, down, back down on the ground. Uh, finding everything all right, Mr. Hawk? And she kind of glances at you, Thompson. She doesn't fully know your name yet. Yes, uh, I, I, I hope you don't mind us going through this stuff. We're, yeah. we're, we don't mean to snoop, but that's kind of our job. Well, I understand. Uh, Mr. Finley did the exact same thing when we hired him on. Uh, she she kind of is just like staring at you, waiting for either you to acknowledge her or she's just going to say, I'm, I'm leaving, goodbye. Just kind of standing there with her arms crossed. Well, I've really just got started. I've just picked up a book. I haven't even looked in the drawer of the nightstand yet. Right. That's my and next she, step. Um, and she just stands there. She's just watching. Um. She kind of even presses her back up against the wall and she's just watching you work. She wants to make sure uh, you're doing your job, essentially. Um, all right, so Thompson, what do you want to do now? All right, so <clears throat> the rest of the paintings you said were just sort of more or less throwaways. Oh yeah, they're, they're more or less throwaways. Uh, there's one of the, like, the street there's one of the New York skyline. It's just kind of like, eh, okay, whatever. That one stands out just because there's so much rich detail to it. It's, it's, a, it's a dark house that sits on top of a hill, surrounded by a forest. We're not Very imposing. No, oh, it's just, so that's the feeling I'm getting off of this. Okay. Yes. It's a very imposing, very dreadful, dank, dark feeling which, uh, that you get when you look at it. Okay. All right. Um, well, I'll turn my attention away from the painting since I'm starting to get a little chilled from it. Um, and I'll start looking through the nightstand and looking through, uh, see if there's any sort of papers or correspondence that, that he may have had that might clue us into what might have happened with him? Um, no, there's nothing really in the nightstand uh, on, on his side, other than like on top of the nightstand, you see that there's a book. Um, and the book is for a, uh, it's a collection of paintings by Jules Brenton. Burton. Brenton? Tom, do you know? I'll, fl <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll flip through it to see if there's anything that's similar to the, the painting that gave me... Um, such an ill ill effect um same similar style um okay. similar style realism very Real. similar style uh is there an author to this book um yeah but it, it's it's like it's, a throwaway name it's okay. it's mainly like a publishing company that just produced it okay and uh, is this from one particular artist or is it from multiple yes uh jules uh breton Okay, okay. 19th um, century French uh, painter. Yeah. Yeah, I, I probably, I don't have anything with art history, so I you, you a big art fan there, Henry? No, but um, 
I don't know. Something about this painting is what setting, what setting, setting me at a, at uh, and on the ease. So, what and, which painting? Which one? I'll I'll point out the the painting that that affected me. Yeah, it's it's the same one that Bethany picked up and and made a comment about. Well, I was um, busy looking at the book. And and, uh, and she kind of, she's, cause she's still standing there. So she kind of uh, points at the book and says, um, one, of, uh, one of Timothy's favorites. Hmm. It's kind of dark. Hmm. Um, Is there anything in my drawer? No, it's just like a hairbrush. It's, it's, this is clearly Samantha's side. Of the, right, of the right. Yeah, it's just like a hairbrush. I'll check under the bed. Why not? Well, I'm always going to check between the mattresses. Um, she, uh, Bethany kind of raises an eyebrow as you guys do this. You don't find anything. And, uh, and Bethany then says, why exactly would just Timothy be, put something underneath? Well, we're just, we're just being thorough. And I she mean, kind of, hide it. That's why. She kind and, of grimaces. Oh, well, well, here's the thing. Um, you know, we're investigating and we don't want to overlook anything. Um, the smallest clue could, could lead us to, to where he is. So. I, would, I would like to, considering that, I would like to do a, a spot hidden to see if there's something that might click as far as a clue, an insight into anything that might stand out. Um, no, not really. Not in this room, at least. All right. Um. And that's when Henry, you hear Fowler shout from downstairs. Uh, so you can, you can act, like I said, you can act on that if you'd like, um, or you can just well, stay up here. Well, if there's, if there's nothing else left up here, I mean, I'll, I'll check the closet. Um, I'll check the bathroom. Why don't you go and see what Fowler wants? Okay. Uh, well, before I leave, I will check the closet, but sure. The, the is, hallway it a, closet? is it a built-in closet or is it a wardrobe? Um, well, in the in in the bedroom, it is uh, just a built-in closet. The same goes with the hallway closet. I'm, I'm, which okay. one do you mean, hallway or well, bedroom? The, the, the bedroom. I'll check the hallway on my way out. But okay, since I'm in the bedroom, I'll I'll check that one. Sure. Um, yeah, um, there's nothing nothing really in here. Just suits and dresses. Um, and there's a there's a there's a stack of um, dresses on the floor, clearly. Samantha doesn't fit in them anymore, and the ones hanging up are maternity clothes. Okay, um, with with the suits, um, may seem a bit strange to Samantha, but um, I will check like the lining of the pockets to make sure there's no letters or anything of of interest in there. Like I said, thorough search before I leave. Yeah, and she kind of just doesn't do anything. Eventually, she grows tired of watching you and kind of sighs and then walks out of the room. Um, Tom, go ahead. I'm going to check the bathroom. Um, uh, the the guest bathroom or the uh, main bedroom? The bathroom, bathroom and the bedroom. Okay. Uh, you open the door. There's nothing really in here. It's just uh, the sink is cluttered. Um, makeup ch and... Check in the medicine cabinet. Check underneath the sink. Check everywhere. So, uh, Hawk, you open up the medicine cabinet. Mm -hmm. Pill bottles everywhere. Okay. Um, there are like prenatal vitamins course, that are prescribed um, to Bethany, but when you're looking through them, it 
Timothy Tucker, Timothy Tucker, Timothy Tucker, Timothy Tucker, like uh, like rows and rows and rows of orange bottles. Hmm. Okay. I yeah, I'm I'm gonna look through them all. Okay. Um do you have a medicine? Do I have a medicine? Do you have a medicine or natural world? Either will work. I've got a little bit of natural world. Go ahead and roll that for me then. Uh no. Eighty seven. All right. Maybe someone else can can help you with that one. But I would say that if there was something there that was fairly common, you know, laudanum or uh, that I'd immediately know that. Yeah. um, Stomach soothers is what you're finding a lot of. You find like three or four bottles, but that doesn't make, it doesn't make up for all the other bottles. Like like milk of magnesia and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd probably just immediately figure that she gets nauseous in the morning. Oh no, it's for Timothy. Oh, well, just because it's got his name on it doesn't mean that it's necessarily for him. <laughs> true, true, but... 30s, but... True, um, but, you know, OBGYNs existed. There are so, many he had, in there. so he had a, a stomach problem, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, all right, I'll just file that. In. I'll file more or less what I see in the back of my head. If there's If there's anything I don't understand, like you know, hydrochlorothiazide or something like that, I'll make a little note of it and I'll find a doctor and ask them later what the hell that is. The majority of the pill bottles in there are things that you have no clue what they are. Well, then I will write some of them down. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll just assume that I've written them down. <laughs> sure. I, yeah, I imagine you, you, you pull out a notebook and, you, and you're writing... And maybe them. which pharmacy they came from. Sure. Um, and they... And, um, it looks like the prescription was filled at um, a, the, the grocer right down the street. It's the same. The, the address is there. Um, and it's literally like down the block. Okay. Um, okay so Thompson, you said uh, we, we want to check the, the, the main closet. You're walking out. Um, what else did you want to do? I, I, I wanted to, before I, I head downstairs or as I'm heading downstairs, I, I did want to check the, uh, the closet in in the uh, hallway. Okay. Um, all right. So that is not. Funny. All right. Um, go ahead and give me a luck roll. Oh boy, luck. Yes. Ever since I joined this this little investigation, my luck has been shite. So. How about a dex roll? <laughs> oh, that is a twenty-five out of fifty. That's a hard roll. Yeah. So when you open the 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 hallway closet, don't tell uh, me something jumps out at me. No, something you hear like a, a, a rustle and something on the top shelf falls down. Okay. Um, it is a uh, it, it's like a shoebox and it hits the ground. Um, and something metal comes out and rolls out on the hardwood floor of the hallway. It's kind of wrapped up in this green paper. I'll, uh, I'll, of course, pick it up. Um, I'll examine it when I do pick it up. All right. Um, what falls out, what you, what you pick up and what you're looking through, it appears to be like, like a necklace, like a medallion, almost. 
um, it appears to be made of the the uh, the the ornament itself um, appears to be made of brass, and etched into this brass token, this this brass uh, uh, medallion, um, is a six-pointed star. Um, there are sigils and symbols that are carved into the points. Um, there's a lot of fine craftsmanship that went into this. Um, and you see that there's a little note attached. It's, it's been wrapped by a piece of twine to the chain. Um, by opening it, it reads, my dearest Timothy, may my gifts lift your heart and spirit. Keep this close to you and know that I think of you often. Sincerely, Tally. Um, you can, oh, okay, he disappeared. So, Jeff, let's, let's move on to you. That's a powerful medallion. Um, we, 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 we pushed him out. <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, so, Tom's is in the hallway, he's just found this medallion. Let's move on to... Uh, Tommy. So Tommy, you, you make your way out of the living room and um, because you're still on the first floor, I want to point out that as you stand up and everyone kind of makes their way through everything, um, you notice, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but uh, over the fireplace of the living room is this beautiful portrait of Samantha. It's a beautiful oil painting that's framed up in this beautiful brass framework. Um, and it is of uh, it is of Samantha, um, so you can obviously assume that it is uh, it is Timothy's work. Um, can I also have you do a spot hidden? Oh man, I saw a double zero and thought, "Ooh, this is good," and then I saw the third zero. Um, so that's a hundred. Okay. So despite the hundred, <laughs> um, there's a bureau right next to the, uh, the, 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 the entryway into the foyer. Um, and there's pictures all over. There's pictures of Samantha as a young girl, Samantha as a teenager, Samantha with their family. Um, and you also see that there are pictures of Timothy. There's pictures of Timothy and Samantha. Um, go ahead and make me one intelligence roll really quick. We're going to make a second one here in a little bit. Give me one. Yeah, that's better. An 05. Um, there are no pictures of, uh, of Timothy as a child. Okay. No pictures of him with family, no pictures of him as a child. It's just literally him as an adult. So um, with his paper, he's got a very uh, paper thin mustache, uh, kind of longer hair. He looks very um, prim and proper. Um, you also find there's a picture uh, towards the end corner of the bureau um, that there is a picture of uh, uh, Bethany, Arthur, uh, and Timothy, clearly somewhere warm, maybe Georgia, maybe they were visiting Arthur, um, and they're all smiling and sitting down on a bench together. 
give me another intelligence roll. That is a regular pass. Um, they all appear in the photo to be the same age. And then there are um, some features about them that go further beyond what you would consider a sibling, a sibling resemblance. Um, all right, so with that, you wanted to go to the kitchen. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Bethany's upstairs, but you can see that uh, as you pass into the dining room, she was preparing to do um, like work with expenses. She just hired on like seven people. So she's budgeting um, the expenses per day and seeing how much money they have in the account and everything like that. Um, but she's kind of left that all over the table. Um, it's a cozy little dining room though. There's a little little orchid plant that's kind of growing out of a, a little pot in the very center of the table. Um, go ahead and give me another spot hidden. 39 is a regular pass. Something catches you out of the corner of your eye through the window. Um, do you turn to look and see what it is, or do you just kind of ignore it? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll look. Um, what you see is that there's a house, like, directly across the street. Um, and there's an old woman that's kind of walking into what looks through the window, what looks like her dining room. Very thin, bent over. Well, she kind of shuffles in. But, and that's the movement that you saw. Um, and you're kind of just staring at her. And she turns, and she kind of like stands up, and she turns and she looks over at you. Um, she notices you staring at her. And with a very like mean, sour look um, in her, you can see through the window, it's very cluttered and very like nasty. Um, you can see, you see her like shuffle over to the window and pull the drapes. Um, can I get another spot hidden from you, Tommy? Yes, 19. You kind of wait there for a second, and you see in the very middle of the curtain, it kind of split open, and you can just see two eyes, and they're just like watching you from across the street. Yeah. A little creepy, so I'm, I'm just going to try to like dodge out of the... I know she saw me, but I'm still going to make, you know... Yeah. Didn't. Um, okay, so you enter into the kitchen. Um, Smells wonderful. It smell it 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 smells great. Um, uh, it is a uh, very small kitchen, polished white tiles. There's a little kitchen island with pots and pans, kind of all over. Um, it's a it's a traditional 1930s American kitchen. Mm -hmm. um, Samantha, who is like I said, very very pregnant. Um, she's wearing an apron and kind of just like bending back as she's preparing dinner. She's literally like putting noodles into a pot and cutting the chicken and creating the, the, uh, the Alfredo sauce. Um, and she, you kind of step inside and she turns and smiles and says, oh, hello. Hello, Miss Samantha. Uh, I just came out to offer you some help, see if I could help out in cooking in any way. 
Um, and she kind of smiles lightly um, and kind of just like brushes like this, this big clump of red hair out of her face um, and kind of tries to put it back in a bun, which is, well, do you have any experience with cooking, young man? Well, not exactly, but I could set a table. Um, she uh, kind of smiles and says, well, why don't you cut the chicken over there? Just cut it into, uh, uh, cut it into small pieces. Dice, not dice them, but, uh, but, but small little cubes for me. I could do that. And she smiles as she uh, begins whipping up the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the sauce. Um, she's, she's kind of just in her own world. So you're going to have to kind of make any interaction with her. Yeah. Uh, first, I'll wash my hands, and then okay. I'll try to make some general small talk um, about the cold weather we've been having in April. Well, let's uh, role play it, my bro. This is um, a role playing game. Come on. So, Miss Samantha, what do you think about this cold weather we've been having? Uh, and she smiles and says, "Oh, I think it's uh, it's relatively nice, though. I don't think that the uh, my garden is having uh, uh, it likes it as much as I do." Where are you from? I, I thought, you know, you were from New York. I'm actually up from the uh, uh, Massachusetts area. And she kind of uh, uh, lightly, very, she's very, like I said, she's very withdrawn, very soft-spoken. So she kind of lightly laughs and says, well, I thought that you'd be used to the cold up there. Not in April, though. By this time, I'm ready for springtime to get here. Uh, she then kind of, because you wash your hands, and she says, well, I I'm surprised that, uh, that, a, that a man like you washed your hands. Timothy never washes his hands when he prepares cooking. <laughs> and, with, and with that, you can see that there, you know, she said Timothy's name, and then it's just like, like, a, like a needle to the heart. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and she says, um, so you're a little young to be a private investigator. Yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly a private investigator, I guess. Um, the, this ragtag group of ours is sort of all over the place. Um, but we had quite an adventure from before and I feel like I've been learning from Dexter and Mr. Hawk. And so that, that was the, uh, the Raidley case. Um, me and, uh, me and Bethany did a little bit of research on you after, uh, Marcus came and told us that he found you in Arthur's apartment. Mm -hmm. Um, of course, we had no idea that Arthur was actually going to hire anyone, but when he told us who it was, we did a little bit of research, and after all, that's why we're, we've hired you. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and she kind of, uh, she's pouring the water into a pot to boil, which is awful what happened to Mr. Radley. Yes, yes. Uh, Go ahead, Tommy. Yeah, no, I just, I was going to say some of the things that happened I'm not too keen to talk about. And, and she kind of nods and says, I understand. Um, well, uh, when you're not, um, and she kind of shakes her head a little bit, and when you're not investigating, uh, what do you do? Because you're young. Yeah, that's what uh, I was going to say. We, we all, in our group here, we all kind of bring something unique to the table and uh, uh, myself, I'm actually a law student up at Miskatonic University. Oh, Miskatonic. That's a, that's a pretty prestigious school up north. Mm -hmm. uh, now it's no Columbia, uh, she, uh, my alma mater, and she kind of uh, snickers at that. Oh, um, okay. 
And she says, well, you know, um, Bethany is from Boston. She's a, she's a, a showroom singer, actually. Oh. Uh, and uh, she she kind of looks around to make sure that Bethany isn't there or anybody else. She says, you probably can't tell. She's so uh, stern. Yeah, I don't think I would have ever guessed that. She's got a lovely voice. She's a very kind person at heart. She's half the reason why uh, I'm still together after everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. Um. She uh, so she she kind of uh, kind of not shoes you but kind of like steps in and t- and and takes control and just says watch the watch the pot and make sure that uh, that the that it's boiling um, after about seven minutes go ahead and take one noodle out and see if it's done okay I can do that um, she then says and uh, of course Arthur was a uh, a vacuum salesman as I told you. Um, mm-hmm. Me and she kind of shrugs and says, uh, I, "I dabble in um, a few things. Uh, um, I, mainly, I, I garden, and uh, I garden, in fact, so much. Uh, I, I, I got my degree at Columbia in um, English, so I just uh, took my degree and began writing about gardening. And now I'm published, published a few times. It's my job." But uh, my passion is uh, is botany and gardening. I have a real affinity for plants. Oh, that's great. You uh, you might want to talk with uh, my friend William. He he's actually going to school also for uh, literature. Really, I'd be very interested in, in in speaking with him. Maybe you know talk to him about uh, some career plans. I know that when I was your age, I just thought you know I'd be the next um, great female science fiction horror writer, but now I'm more grounded. Plenty of um, time, plenty of time. Are there any more uh, questions that you have now that we have Thompson back uh, and we kind of left on on that very large, uh, very odd thing. Uh, are there any questions that you have for Samantha before we dip back to him? Yeah, I wanted to bring up uh, two points. One was... Um, Uh, so I wanted to ask Samantha, uh, how, how did you come about uh, knowing or hiring Mr. Finley? Oh, well, um, he was really recommended by the detective who, uh, who was originally, and she kind of rolls her eyes, originally looking into Timothy's case. Um, Finley has worked, uh, Finley and his partner, well, former partner, um, they worked together with the police. Um, a few times, uh, and so he was highly recommended. Um, but now we're we're dealing with a lot. We're dealing with people following us, and people are trying to find Timothy. And it's just there's there's a lot happening. And so when Finley came and said that he had other possible people to bring onto the case, I jumped at the chance immediately. Bethany was a little bit more tentative on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, the more people, the better. Can I too, I'm, I'm curious too, as to how do you want us to treat, in other words, do, do we, are, are we independent of Finley? Do you want us to work with him? Do we report 
findings to him? Oh, well, I, I mean, I don't know. Bethany's really in charge of all those sorts of decisions. But in, in, to me, you're just trying to find my husband. Yeah. You're not, you're not reporting to anyone. And okay. You're not working for Finley. You're, you're, you're working to find my husband. And Yeah. Um, I just didn't want to step on any, uh, you know, step on any toes if he's. Well, then you can you could probably ask Finley, but um, at this point he's just a glorified bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he. Uh, half the reason I'm making dinner is because he sleeps out front of our house in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, he's sitting there just making sure that no one does anything. Well, that must bring you great peace of mind. It does. Um, but at the same time, Finley's not out there looking for, for Timothy. Yeah. Uh, he, he, Finley is here protecting us, um, which is, you know, comforting. But at the same time, Timothy's out there. And I know that he's alive. And you mentioned that Samantha, or that Bethany is a, a showroom, showroom singer. Is it, by any chance, is it jazz? Um, yes. It's, it, well, she does a lot of stuff. Um, she wanted, uh, according to Timothy, she wanted to do opera, um, but whatever makes money, I suppose. Um, she didn't have uh, the sort of opportunities that, that Timothy did, or even Arthur. Um, she just kind of got into the, the theater background and um, began singing. And she just found herself uh, mixing with the crowds of jazz and big band and Stuff the young people uh, like, and she kind of chuckles and says, uh, "I don't really uh, care for much jazz music. I'm more of a, of a book person." What about your husband? Did did uh, he or Arthur like jazz? Oh, he liked everything. Um, he was he was very very interested in art. Very interested. It's half the reason he's an architect. Um, it's just because he he can apply um, what he knows and what he's good at into something tangible. Um, he didn't really like his work, um, but that's how we can afford to hire on eight people looking for my husband at the same time. Mm-hmm. He 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 made quite a bit of money. Um, I don't know how much. Um, we're just we're we're getting money um, from the lawyers um, that's being just funneled from his account, but. He made a decent amount, is what they tell us. Would uh, Timothy or Arthur be the type of person, or even you yourself with Timothy, would you guys go to like local jazz clubs, that sort of thing? Or is it more just uh, what you hear on the radio? Um, usually what we hear on the radio. Uh, Timothy liked to, um, to, to paint to classical music, so we weren't really jazz people. Anything okay. else, Tommy? Yep, that was it. All right. So, Thompson, let's go back to you. What was the last thing that you remember me saying to you? Yeah, I was picking up the the item that that dropped out of the box, and I was examining it, and that's when everything froze and crashed. Okay. So, um, what you've picked up is a brass medallion. So there's, it's like a necklace. Um, the ornament, the, uh, the ornament it's itself, the actual item, um, is just a 
piece of brass, a circular piece of brass that um, someone has etched symbols into. It's a, it's a, it is a six-pointed star with symbols in the corners of the stars and uh, like a circle of strange text in the very middle. Does the um, star look like a star David? Um, similar. Um, it's similar, but but not as uh, not as concrete. It's not as uniform as a Star of David. Um, and there was also a note. I have already read that to everyone here, but I'll read it to you. Um, okay, because you didn't hear it. Uh, the note is, dearest Timothy, may my gifts lift your heart and spirit. Keep this close to you, and know that I think of you often. Sincerely, Tally. Um. Thompson, give me an occult roll. Oh, man, just missed it by two. Do you want to spend two luck points? Sure, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. All right. Um, this symbol that's on the brass piece is a, Solom is a Solomonic pentacle. Um, it's a sigil attributed to uh, Jewish Kabbalists and Arab uh, alchemists. Um, the symbols are used specifically for evocation and protection. Um, do you have history or archaeology, I'm going to assume? I, I have anthropology. I do have a bit of archaeology, though. Um, do whichever one you think is best. I've got a cat meowing at the door that I gotta let out. Excuse me for one moment. I'll wait until you come back. And that is a Solomonic pentacle, by the way. And the and the the symbols in it. Um, it's Star of David is different. Um, I, I got a ten out of seventy-one. So. Um, all right. Let me really quickly move this cat out. Let me pull up an actual uh, image, uh, a pentacle of Solomon, really quick. Because um, this is what it actually looks like. Oh, like, like, like from the key of Solomon? Yeah, it, 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 is, it is literally the key of Solomon. Not that I've done any evocations of my own. <laughs> um, okay, so um, you passed your archaeology history? Yeah. Okay, let me pull that back up. All right. Um, so the lettering inside is Yiddish. So you, this is a, uh, uh, the, it, essentially, you know that this is a, a Key of Solomon. It's a, it's, it's, it's a Kabbalist item that is used for evocation or protection. Now, I do have Aramaic. Um, Which that I would know. If you do know a little bit of Aramaic, um, no, I, I, they're similar, but no cigar. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yes, so you have, you have this item in your hand and you also have the note that is tied to the necklace part. You're supposed to wear it. Um, and it's, it's uh, a note for Timothy from a person named Tally. I'll bring this to Hulk's attention. I don't know what Hulk, Hulk was doing when I crashed, but I'll bring his attention and I'll say, um, 
I don't know if um, Bar Timothy stepped out and uh, met up with his tally. Tally. Looks uh, looks Hebrew, Jewish. We don't know if Tally's a man or a woman. Could be Antolio, Anatoly. Um, that's Tolly, not Tally. Tally, it, it sounds feminine to me. Um, and yeah, Thompson, you're an archae- you're an anthropologist. You know that Tally is literally Egyptian for a priest. It's it's priest or priestess. It is the female version of priest. There you go. Yeah, it is. It is a it is a feminine name. It's written in English. Um, the name is also uh, Egyptian. Ah, I tell you, this name happens to be Egyptian. Well, it's an interesting piece. Um, looks kind of like a Star of David to me. <laughs> well, if you you know, and I'll go into sort of a anthropology of of that. You know, they're all in and around the same area. They share uh, share similar cultures. So yeah, the Star of David may have derived from. Obviously, he didn't seem to believe in it because it was up in a closet somewhere. Well, maybe he didn't want his wife to find this note. Maybe his wife might have figured that he might have been. There's, there's the thousand. He could have gotten this from a childhood friend, some at some point. So who knows? It could have, but you know. And I and I and I lower my voice and I'm like, you know, his wife is pregnant and sometimes, you know, with hormones raging, she might be a, a bit irrational at times and you know, he might have and just been hiding it. Then why would he keep it here? He could keep it at work. But he works here, doesn't he? He does most of his work here. He does and some I, work here. Okay, and I mean, but uh, like, like an architect, wasn't he? Or a... yeah, but I, I mean, I kind of like point, you know, back at the room where he's doing most of his, uh, his, his work, his artwork, more or less. And I don't like, know. I, I don't think we should read anything any more into it then. Well, I mean, you're the detective. I, you know, how do you know that it belongs to him? It has his name on it? Does it? It says, "My dearest Timothy." Oh. May my gifts lift your heart and spirit. What was his mother's name? You don't know. It could be his mother. It could be the, it could be Mother Teresa. I don't know if she's around this this time, but. (laughs) The little girl. (laughs) Um, So yes, Fowler has called you. I don't know if you want to act on that. Yeah. Well, uh, initially I was acting on it. I, I just let's let's it, go see what Fowler wants. Well, he he probably wants uh, something for his next uh, Pulp Fiction. Let's just see what he wants. Yeah. All right. So you guys go downstairs, and Tommy, if I take a little bit of liberty with your character as they walk downstairs, uh, you you guys see that Tommy is literally setting the table. He's like putting plates down and silverware. Oh, jeez, he's going to give men a terrible name. And I'm giving them all a dirty look. People are going to start to think that... Hmm. Soon we'll be making coffee. All right. So um, let's go find Fowler. Well, well, we, know, Fowler. we know what he could do for, for us. 
and can make our, our coffee for us when we need it. You got it. All right. So you guys uh, enter from the living room into the study, and uh, you see that there's a literal safe like sticking out of a wall, and Fowler's got a picture in his hand. I say to Henry, he probably didn't even wash his hands. Um, safe. Well, well, that we was <laughs> the master safe cracker. Well, I can I can crack the safe. I wasn't calling you on there, Clifton. Uh, and I actually didn't. Well, I'm not going to go on there. Uh, we Why don't you just ask one. his wife what the safe safe combination is? I could, and I'm going to stay here, and until we're done and through. So. Uh, Henry, you found this one book. Did you yeah. find the book, William? Yeah, yeah. Do, uh, Professor Thompson, I found this book and um, I show him the note, which is the translation, but I, I say, I think it's Arabic or something. I don't know if you know languages. This, I, I, I don't know language. I don't know Arabic, but from the translation, could this be like uh, Dr. Thompson? Could this be like the Egyptian Book of the Dead or something like that? Um, again, kind I of only, flowery language. I only know like sort of dead languages, like Aramaic, but Arabic. Oh, but you've got a derived derived from Aramaic. You've I, got I, an English translation, though. Does it? You've probably seen an English well, translation of well, that. Well, I'll, I'll look at the English. I'll I'll, I'll study it to see if it's. Um. And what's this piece here? This. With the Arabic writing on it. Well, um, with Thompson, with uh, with Thompson, with the book, um, it's very clearly written, almost poetically. Um, it, from what you've, in which, from what you can gather, the name of the book is uh, it, it's it's called uh, where is it? Uh, the book from beyond. Uh, so there's the English translation, so you can kind of understand it, and you're just kind of skimming. What you can gather is it is a philosophy slash spellbook um, that's been claimed to have been transcribed by the scribe priest Tal Hafif in the 21st dynasty of Egypt under the authority of the high priest of Amun. You get that literally in the first like two pages. Because it literally says in the first two pages, I am documenting this and the experiences of the high priest of the mom. Okay. Um, and, and the ritual that they are about to undertake. Can I do a bit of a history roll to see if I'm, I might be familiar with that particular dynasty? Um, yeah, sure. Go ahead. And I got a 26, a 26 out of, where's my history? I just had it. God, sometimes. Uh, here we go. Uh, 26 out of 45. Okay. Um, the 21st uh, dynasty of Egypt, it took place um, between, I think, like 1050 BC and it's a hundred year period. So 1050 BC to 950 BC. Okay. Um, and that's really it. It was under the reign of Ramses the third. Um, 
and it was essentially uh, the, the 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 high priest of Hmong. They were um, they were they were priests at Thebes that effectively ruled the middle and upper kingdoms. Okay, so that was around the like biblical like times where the Israelites were captive. I believe I believe Ramses the third is theorized as that that particular pharaoh. Okay. Yeah. Theorized. I don't remember okay. if that's exactly. I remember it's one of the oh. Rams. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's been theorized and debated in, in history. Okay, so so I have a an understanding of that time period. Yes. All right. It's well, one of those things that we would currently, we would in the 1930s accept as fact. Right. Yes. Um, well, William says to the professor, what, what's interesting, professor, in this note, uh, it's been translated as it's discussing dreams and their kind mm -hmm. of omens and such like. I just thought it might be interesting to you and Mr. Hawk. I'll um, look at the area where it starts mentioning dreams, and I'll 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 try to read a bit more carefully. And Henry, can I can I have that medallion for a second? Yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll hand it to. Him. I just want to show it to William and say, hey, take a look at this. Wow. Um, so so the the medallion is now out in the open. But Thompson, give me a, a language own, please. Are you kidding me? Are you effing kidding me? A 98. He's got aphasia. He just can't think of the word right now. A 98. Um, I, look, I literally have an 80 for my own language, and I got a 98. Do you want to push the roll? I'm fine with you pushing it. I'll push it. I've never pushed a roll before. He's going to be speechless time. if he fails. Don't do it! That's a 61. Okay. It passes. It yeah, passes. Yeah, that's 69, so yeah. Um, the way that, uh, that the text is worded, and I'll send it to you guys after we're done tonight. I'll just send you everything that we've uh, gone over. The way it's worded, it almost sounds like the person who is writing is not the same person who is speaking in the text. Um, it also reads like, um, was my cat has a little coughing fit. Um, I thought it was Wayne. <laughs> no, no, it's my, it's my little cat. It's like, holy and, crap, Wayne, what yeah. are you eating? <laughs> no, that's my cat. She's in the background. You can see her. She's right there. <laughs> um, so, um, it almost reads like um, this person is above the priests. He he uh, he says, uh, "Consider my words like honey, O priests." And oh, so so this is clearly a dictation. Yes, it's very clearly a dictation, um, and 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 um, and also m m m very mainly. Um, Listen, to, uh, you, you gather your own interpretation from this. For even now, there are gods unlike I, such as the twisting form of the beast set. Huh. You gather your own interpretation from that. Okay. Well. You can say, say it out loud if, you, if, you, if you've got well, your own. I mean, 
what I was thinking here is that uh, the pharaohs of Egypt thought of themselves as gods among men. So, I mean, it could clearly be Ramses dictating this. But as far as this other thing about these other gods, I mean, the I Egyptians know. had many, many gods. Yes, but this last part, I, I, I don't know. It just, I don't know. We, we, we've come across some, some strange things in the past, and I'm, I don't know, maybe my mind is focused on that still. I'm wondering if it has any sort of correlation. Um, is there, so with that, um, let's go back to Tommy, because he's in the, in the dining room. Um, Samantha pushes open the door from the kitchen and kind of looks at you, Tommy, and says, uh, dinner's ready, if you want. Dinner's ready, everybody. And she kind of, uh, kind of tells her head and smiles, like, you don't need to shout, but you just go get them. But she smiles and kind of uh, retreats back into the, the kitchen. You guys hear Tommy shout at the top of his lungs, the dinner's ready. Jeez, Tommy. Uh, is there anything no, no like triangle? To... Yeah. <laughs> Come and get Tommy, please don't yell. Um, um, well, we've we haven't had a chance to look at the safe yet, but I guess we can come back after dinner. We can, yeah, we can do it. I'll talk to Bethany. Um, William, we're not quite sure that everybody knows about that medallion, so maybe, well, you know, I think that we should just ask. Um, yeah. So well William Question. suggests to, to the professor to bring the book through as well and we can ask the ladies right. who, yeah. whose book um, is. Is there a basement um, area to this house? No, I don't believe most New York homes have basements. Did they have attics? Yes, but with a house this small, it's probably just like storage for like a, like a, uh, like boxes for Christmas ornaments. That's really about it. Okay. Nothing, nothing significant. All right. Um, if the GM is saying there's nothing significant, then there's nothing significant. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so everyone now knows the medallion has seen the medallion. Um, would anyone like to do anything? Um, I'm going to look at the medallion. Okay. Um, you, you, you said that there was script written on it, though, right? Yes, there is script written on it. But it looks like Hebrew, correct? Yes, it oh. looks like Yiddish. Yiddish. It's Yiddish, not Hebrew. Well, right. Um, well, yeah. Yiddish is what uh, more modern than than Hebrew, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't look that old. No, it looks recent. Um, but Yiddish is also used in Kabbalah practices, I believe. Can okay. I can I read it? Yeah, you actually can. What is your uh, What is your Yiddish? What is the language? Fifty. Okay, so that's proficient enough. Um, yeah, it's essentially just, um, uh, uh, it's just the Psalm of Protection over and over again. Um, this is very clearly not used for, like, uh, evocation. Um, it is used for protection. And if it, uh, is worn, most likely it is to protect the wearer. Yeah. 
pig. It says it's for protection. That's the psalm of protection. Well, I, if if he was into this, I'm, I wonder if he has any any literature on on maybe Kabbalah practices or that sort of occult. You can really give me really quickly give me a a, a library use role if you'd like. This is well, I haven't, well, I haven't I haven't gone into the library. I'm I'm I'm, I'm sort of saying this out loud to those who actually went into the study. Did you um, guys did you guys see any any sort of occultic books? William, who looked through the, uh, the, the 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 bookshelves, did not find anything relating to Kabbalah. Did not no alchemy from any Arabic priests or anything like that. It was mainly art, architecture, fiction, and then this book stuck out like a sore thumb. Just to be clear, you guys are discussing this in the study. Yes. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, we're, we 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 heard your call for for dinner. It's getting cold. Uh, would you would you have mind getting me a pot of tea while you're at it, there, Tommy, Tommy old boy? You bet. Uh, take what's served. What kind of tea do you got there, uh, Tommy? The kind tea. of tea that you'll take and drink. And tea be happy with dinner. Wow. Tea with dinner? No. Wine. Hey. <laughs> no wine. William is happy to have a quick look back if he thinks that there's anything relating to the Yiddish and all that in the yeah. library before he comes through. She's yeah. making fettuccine Alfredo and we don't have wine? It's prohibition. Yeah, but it's wine. Uh, this is so yeah, these people aren't are, uh, Yeah. Yeah. No wine. Water water or coke. Well William William oh. heads heads through with the medallion to show his good friend Tommy. Look what we found. Okay. So William okay. William has walked into the dining room. Yeah, I've walked into the dining room. Okay. So uh so you guys, Well, you guys were in the study. Um you've now made I'm gonna see everyone's transitioning into the dining room at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, so you guys walk into the dining room. The, the Samantha is helping, uh, Tommy serve the food on the plates, um, divvy up the servings. And William just got the medallion in his hand. So, so. Well, William, William walks in and says, all powers of darkness be gone. No, he doesn't. Um, uh, I'm like, he's, he's holding it. He's, I'm, I'm not brandishing it. You know, like. William. Oh, no. <laughs> um, oh, wait. Show so, it to Tommy. Um, as you walk in, Samantha kind of takes notice, and you can hear Bethany coming down the steps. And Samantha kind of looks and goes, what's that? Well, we found a couple of odd things. Um, have you ever seen this before? Or do you know what this is? We point um, to the medallion. No. And then she kind of leans over and says, Bethany, do you know what that is? And Bethany kind of walks around you guys and takes a look at the item in William's uh, hand. She kind of shakes her head and says, I have no idea. Where'd you find it? It's it's pretty. Maybe he liked it because it was artistic. Do we, any of you know somebody named Tally? They both shake their heads and, and Smith is, says, no, why? We also have a book from his study. Uh, it looks like he's in, it's in Arabic. Does, did, uh, did Timothy know Arabic? 
they then kind of look at each other um, and Bethany goes, no, he didn't. What, what is this all mounting to? Is, did you find something? We don't know what it mounts to. It's a mystery. Also, uh, this might not be any of your, uh, our, you know, uh, we also found a safe in the study. I was wondering if you know if there's a combination. Um, Bethany kind of Bethany kind of looks over at Samantha because Samantha should know, and Samantha kind of shakes her head um, as she kind of sits down in one of the chairs. She says, "No, uh, Timothy was uh, pretty isolated when he went into his study. I I had no idea that he even had a safe in there." Okay, um, is it okay if I? try and pick or uh, try and open it or do you have any uh... dynamite anybody get dynamite <laughs> <laughs> well Fowler, if you want to open you just have to ask the, the great bamboni um but samantha then kind of oh, just have to ask. Samantha puts up her hands and, say, and says, go, go right ahead. Any, uh, the, the house is, is yours. Find whatever you need to. Um, Marcus then walks inside. Um, when he opens the door, and you can hear like the howl of the wind. Um, and you can see that the, the full pack of cigarettes that was in his hand is like down to its last third. Okay. And, uh, and, he, and he goes, uh, I'm going to take a walk around the block, make sure uh, no one's looking around um he then eyes hawk and he kind of does this and he steps okay. outside uh if you'll excuse me for a moment please don't don't wait for me eat um yeah, i could eat i'm gonna sit down to dinner i'm, I'm still waiting for my tea uh tommy <laughs> all right so, Hawk, you step outside with Marcus. Um, then he closes the door, um, and he immediately sighs. Um, and he sees you kind of, like, shuffling like you're cold, and he hands you a cigarette, and he says, it'll warm you up. It won't take long. Mm, thanks. Um, I'll just pull out my... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, um, listen, I can't Thank you enough for coming. Honestly, I mean, I, I've been a little bit stumped here, and it's almost impossible to get work done when I've got um, three people, well, I guess now two, that are constantly afraid that someone's following them. You know? Marcus, let me ask you a couple of questions. How, how well did you know Arthur and Timothy? I never met any of them. I've never, I've never met Timothy. Um, Bethany and Samantha hired me probably around, uh, I'd say, the, 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 the 23rd. I've only been working this for about a March. Week. Yeah, I've only been working this about a week and a half. Um, what have you found? Have you found any interesting connections in this family or any really Jewish the, connections? No Jewish connections. There is, uh, there is plain as plain can come, from what I can tell. Not a lot of background on on Timothy or uh, Bethany, for that matter. Um, definitely didn't weren't, weren't born in uh, in uh, uh, New York. Uh, Samantha was though. Um, now, what I um, 
what I've gotten when I could do work. Like I said, two days in, I was I was to the ground, nose to the ground, ear to the ground, you know, asking around. Um, I, I, I went to uh, bus transits, the metro, trains, you know, asking around. I, I thought it was a long shot, but like I said, we're looking for a needle in a needle stack of about a million other needles. Um, but that would be easy to find. Yeah, it would be easy to find, except it's the one specific needle that this broad wants. Um, she then uh, kind of laughs and says, well, but they're, you know, they're good people. But um, when I was doing my, my investigating, um, very first thing I thought was his office. You know, he works for the city. And mm -hmm. right now, you know, the city is uh, kind of, you know, it's, you, you know. He does have on. an office. Oh yeah, yeah. He works uh, here, and he kind of ruffles in um, through his coat, and he pulls out a, a crumpled up uh, uh, card, and he hands it to you. And he says, "Yeah, he uh, uh, he worked in the city planner's office. He was the city architect." Um, right. But like I said, uh, city's been a little uh, up in arms. You know what's been going on? Well, I know about the the strike and everything. Oh, well, that's just the tip of the iceberg. And he kind of leans back against the post and he says, if you're ever going to work in this town, you need to know what's going on. All right? Um, that's why I don't normally work in this town, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, New York City, City Hall, is being investigated by Governor Roosevelt. Uh, there's a judge. His name is uh, Seabury. Um, his main focus is the mayor, Walker. Uh, there's talks about him partnering with gangs, him using the police as his own hit squad. Corruption. Um, so it's like Chicago. Oh, but, you know, le less gangs, more, uh, more just political corruption. This guy will do. And he, he, he's given uh, favors to Rockefeller types, blackmail, extortion, whatever you want. He doesn't even live in, in a house. I, I'm pretty sure he lives in one of the fancy hotels that are around here. Um, but everything's starting to kick off. City Hall is on lockdown. When I tried going into the municipality building where uh, Timothy works, huge building, by the way, it's enormous, 40 stories. I've never seen anything like it. But you go in, cops everywhere. They're everywhere. They're lying the building, waiting for something to happen. Um, and I went in there. I was asking some questions. They wouldn't let me up. Now, they've taken all the, the, the floor numbers off of the walls. They've taken everything. They're not letting anybody into the building. You go through the lobby. Someone comes up to you, asks what the fuck you're doing. If you don't say, I work for the city. I'm with the state investigator's office. They say, yeah, unless you got a subpoena, get the fuck out. Hmm. So... They say fuck. I, hmm. No, I say fuck. I go in. <laughs> I go in there. I'm asking around. They kind of catch wind that someone's asking around about some guy that disappeared. I think, because they won't let me back in the building, but you guys can go. I think though, something's going down with Timothy and City Hall. We're talking blackmail, extortion, murder. They're killing off their own people. To be perfectly honest, it looks like he's got a lot more money than he would actually be making. So, That's what I thought. All of a sudden, 
Samantha says that the lawyer's telling her that a bank account in Timothy's name, it can be used, it can be accessed, but it's gotta come through the lawyer. Look at that, they have enough money to put up uh, Arthur in a really nice hotel. They were there. Well, look at this place. Hmm. This is about yeah. as small as you can get. Of course, it's New York City. Yeah, yeah, real estate. Hmm. But let me tell you, and, and, and he kind of looks around, and it's a neighborhood in Queens. Like, it's, it's okay. It's an average neighborhood. It's an ab average suburbia, uh, suburbia. But yeah, but it's just like how uh, Marcus then leans in and says, how could Timothy afford to put up his brother in the Bellevue and not even be here? You know, Samantha doesn't know anything about his comings or goings. She doesn't know anything about his work. Well, wait, Timothy, Timothy's been missing. Exactly. So, and Arthur just got, I mean, was just in the Bellevue. Just recently. there. Yes. Think about what I'm saying here. How did they have that money? Oh, I understand, but I'm not so sure that Timothy had anything to do with it. He well, was already missing. Yeah, but Samantha's got no money. Yeah. Something's going on here that needs to be investigated, and we're, we're working on it. I'm telling you, it's right there, and he, and he taps the, the card in your hand, which gives you the municipality building, um, which is on uh, Central Street. He says, it's there. Ask around, see what you can do, but it's there. You're going to find something. But listen, I'm going to do a quick walk around, all right? And he kind of right. looks around. Keep your eyes open. And, uh, and he walks around and says, oh, and uh, talk to the neighbors, too. Uh, I, I didn't when I was here, but, you know, maybe you can get something out of them. And he walks Let's around. See. He All walks right. away. I'm going to go back inside and eat. All right. Um, so, yeah, dinner's just started. Uh, they've said grace. Samantha is a, is a Christian, very, a very humble Christian lady, so they've said grace. Um, and, Hawk, you kind of walk in, and everyone's picking up their forks and um, digging in. Very nice meal. Chicken Alfredo is great. Um, this is a good opportunity for you guys to just do whatever. Samantha and Bethany are eating. So there's a couple of areas that we need to investigate. They might have no meaning whatsoever, but one is we can see if there's a Jewish synagogue anywhere nearby and see if we can identify the origins of that metal and who this tally is um another one is he worked at the the municipal building um however it's because of the current political and investigation and stuff going on it's locked down pretty tight um it's possible we might have to Sneak in, and and by that I mean somebody needs to pose as a as somebody who works there, and get upstairs. Um, I've got the the location of where he worked. If we want to get into that office, but it's dangerous because I want to point something out, Tom. On the card, all it has is Timothy's name, his position, and then the address for the municipality building. There's mm -hmm. no office number. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. That's what planning is for. I'm sure there's a directory somewhere. Um, 
So that's an angle that we have to have to explore. Um, got the name of a jazz club. See where that's located. Um, Bethany kind of looks up from her plate and says, "A jazz club." Uh, idle jazz. And they kind of look at each other and they shake their head. Where did you find uh, that lead? Says uh, that was a matchbox, a matchbook in uh, Arthur's pocket. She kind of nods and continues eating quietly. Can, um, can we do a bit of psychology to see if she looks like she's more aware than she's giving away? Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Um, I mean, you can just look at them and just tell that they are grief-stricken. They literally, like, Bethany just lost her brother yesterday. <laughs> like, yeah. she's, she's sad. They're both extremely sad. They literally, if you remember in the last episode, they literally talked to him, like, six hours before he killed himself and said he was totally fine, which is why Bethany believes it's murder. So. Have 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 we asked them about the book? I think we asked about the medallion, but yeah, they said they didn't know anything about it. Um, when he went to work, did he any have any kind of a tag or ID thing that he had to wear? Um, Samantha kind of looks up from her plate and says, "No, I mean he just uh, he just worked there. He t he took the the metro train from Queens across the the the, the bay." And then he'd take down, and then he'd just walk in, if I, if I knew anything. Hmm. I don't know much about uh, Timothy's work, other than, you know, he, he brought a lot of it home. He spent a lot of time um, working on schematics uh, late into the night, just because it's, it's just, it's a very, we're talking about New York City here. There's, there's over a million people that are, you know, constantly changing and renovating and he's in charge of all, everything, basically. Did anyone, did anyone look at the plans in the study to see what the latest building was working on? No, we did not. So. Are there plans in the study? Yeah, there's schematics, but yeah, they're just like, they're like in tubes. They're just well, like labeled. We still need to look in the in the in the the the, the safe. Yeah. Um, who's gonna try to open that bamboni? Yep. Shouldn't be too hard. Well, it's all pretty straightforward. You done one, you done them all. Is it a combo lock or is it a? It's key? a combination. Um. Yeah, uh, they're uh, they're just you know as soon as um, as soon as you guys are done eating, you could easily just go back into the study, okay. uh, and remember that you know uh, Felix tried uh, he he found a, a checkbook. I don't know if he mentioned that in the study. I don't think he did. Um, well, I, I mentioned it when I was comparing the um, handwriting. Yes, that's right. If I didn't know about that, so some of you have told me about it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, does any one of the group have accounting or law? Of course, Tommy. I, I have I've got law. I have law. 
Everyone who has accounting or lawmaker role. Apparently, I don't know anything about. 24 out of 45. Okay. Um, so to everyone who passed, um, you guys kind of realize that with the help of a banker, you could trace the money from one account, from one account into the other account if it was cashed. It means getting the address or name of the person Timothy paid. You literally would just go in and be like, here's, here's the check information. And they would check the routing number and see which, because you have to route the money from one bank to another, as long as you get, have the routing number for the check that was uh, given. You could, a banker could easily figure that information out. It may take time, but they could figure it out. Well, let's go open up this safe. All right. You guys eat dinner. It's great. You feel, you're, you're filled. Um, Marcus is back, by the way. Um, he's come in, and he's just, like, kind of scarfing down food because he, he literally ran around the block looking for anyone watching. Okay. Um, all right. So you guys enter into the study. You're looking at the safe. Who would like to open it? Yep. Okay. Bam, bam. We're going to call him Bam, bam. For I right. could do it if Felix, I'm pretty sure he won't, but I will do it if Felix unsuccessfully cracks the lock. All right. Ooh, my lock picking well, has actually grown quite a bit since. <laughs> let's see, shall we? All right, Bam, bam. Let's see what you got. I got 27 out of 60. That's a hard. That is a hard? Okay, good. Yep. So you do 11 to the left, you do 6 to the right, 4 to the right, and then 9 to the left. And pop, you hear it click. All right. There you are, and Robert's sister's brother. So you open it, and the only thing inside is a small leather ledger with a seal in the bottom right corner. It's the seal of New York City. It's been stamped on there. Okay. What would you like to do? Hey, Tommy. You know your way around uh, accounting, don't you? Bookkeeping and such. Mm, accounting, no. I, in the last year, other than the whole uh, Dexter Fowler show, I've been taking some accounting classes. So maybe I can look at that ledger. Sure. Yeah, if you yeah, want to try. Why don't you, uh... Or perhaps you should get somebody else to look at it and then you could take the credit for it. Ah, uh, funny man. Yeah, what he said. Man, you're really. Isn't that what you do? Just read the damn book. <laughs> or do you need help with that? Yeah, go on, Fowler. Look, use your use your magical Doc Savage style. Just, just read the damn book. Jack of all trade skills. Well, and cast your eyes over that. Go. I, I fail. Okay. 
Um, there's, a, there's a lot of information. It's not a surprise that you failed. Oh. It, Paul, it, would, you, would you like to give it a try? Perhaps you might do a bit better. I don't do great with numbers. I'll give it a try. I got a 49 out of 5. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the both of you, when you look at it, it it's, it's a huge detailed uh, ledger that's filled with document transactions, donations, payroll. Like, there's so many numbers being divvied up. Um, bring it, bring it with us, and we'll have an expert take a look at it and tell yeah, us. What if, only, if only we had like a an accountant or an insurance adjuster or someone. Well, we we the, 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 somebody. The last one we had didn't work out too well for us. <laughs> look, if you if you don't know what it means, then we'll just find somebody who does and have them interpret it for us. All right. Hey, well, look, um, I, I open I opened the safe. I mean. Like safes, I can open if you know. If I'd done what my mother said and become an accountant, I wouldn't have been able to open this house safely. So, uh, Bethany steps inside and she sees that you guys are holding the ledger. Um, but she doesn't really pay mind to that. Instead, she says, um, It's a little late. We're planning on heading to bed. We will uh, leave immediately and, uh, uh, we may be back tomorrow, but we're going to start our investigation. She she nods and says, "That's that's fine." Thank you very much for a wonderful meal, and um, we will do our best to find your brother. One last question for you both, if you can. Um, Bethany kind of crosses her arms and leans against the the door, and she nods. Do you or Samantha? Do either of you recognize the name Roy Clony? She kind of uh, squints her eyes. Um, and says, it's a little familiar. Um, Bethany saying this? Bethany. Is it someone you perhaps met at some point, or can you, can you place it? Not really. It's a name, it's a name I know, but I don't know why I know it or how I know it. But I recognize it. Then again, it could just be because, you know, with my work, I, I meet quite a bit of uh, interesting people. So I could have just picked up the name through talking with someone. Okay. Thanks. And she smiles and says, well, good night. Uh, I'm, you know where the door is. And she leaves. All right. And with that, we can, we can end. Cool. Good game. All right, our players included Nick Swan, Jeff Wilkins, Corey Heisted, Ken Trench, Wayne Worthy, and myself with Thomas McKeon as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. We have a new patron tonight, Pat, uh, Craig Carter, has pledged $15 a month towards the production of our show. Uh, that'll really come in handy. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Craig. If you would like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We love hearing from you. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. 
Until next time, good luck and good gaming.